0: I've been doing low B's, high B's, mid tier B's, and you just took but, that and copied it. Which but is fine. I just, it's fine. It's I gave it,
1: I gave it a better, catchier. Yeah. That's thing, fine. You know?
0: No, you did great. You did a good job. No, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music. And, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go.
1: Hey hey hey, 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 This is As Nine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album, different artist, different artist, different album. We break down the record. Uh, we give our biggest bangers, stingers if we got them. We get into the lyrics, music, everything you can think of, and we try to have a good time doing it. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away is Jeff. While you're listening, give us, go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, give us five stars and five stars only. All the social media is at Ask My Radio. And now that I have the boring intro out of the way, let's jump right into our, um, Oh, what are we
0: doing today? Boy, fuck, I don't even know what I'm doing. What are we doing today, Oh, oh, we're doing uh, Green Day's Nimrods.
1: originally formed under the name Sweet Children in 1987. The band is from East Bay, California, and the original lineup included Billy Joe Armstrong on vocals and guitar, Mike Durant on guitar, Sean Hughes on bass, and Raj Punjabi on drums. They currently have 13 full-length records, 12 EPs, 4 live albums, 4 compilations, and 1 soundtrack. But the we're doing today is obviously Nimrod. It's the band's fifth record, and it was released October 14, 1997. The album features Billy Joe Armstrong on guitar and vocals Mike Dern on bass and Trey Cool on drums cool. now Jeff what is your
0: origin story with the Green Days cool. it was my mom she she had Dookie as an album um, When I guess when it came out and I remember listening to it because she listened to it when I was a, a wee lad but um, so like she had Dookie then she had Insomniac but Nimrod was the first one that I bought like for myself so that's mm-hmm. why there's more Nostalgia, and it's more personal because I bought it for myself rather than yeah. just took her CDs. Because eventually, like her CDs became my CDs, and they were all like the '90s stuffs. Um, but yeah, her her CD had the original Ernie on the back, so that's that's uh that's hard to find actually on CD and vinyl because obviously that was airbrushed out because Ernie and Bert had a fight and did not like it, and mm-hmm. they took uh, they took Ernie off the back cover. So even a CD with like the Dookie. Or from the Dookie album with Ernie in the back is worth a little bit more. So that's I cool. I wonder how much more. Hmm. The CD is not worth much more, but the vinyl is worth a lot more. Okay. Because yeah.
1: I, I have that CD as well, the one with Ernie.
0: Yeah. So. I just, it's, I mean, you're not going to like put it down, payment in a house with it, but <laughs> definitely something cool to have. Yeah. So definitely. I'll trade you that for Artist in the Ambulance. Yeah. You want that? Yeah. I'm down with that. That's a good <laughs> trade.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm down. <laughs> All right. um, So, yeah, my origin story. This is the first CD I ever got. It was I my cousin had this one. He made me listen to it and I loved it. And just Green Day was my favorite band for for years. I begged my mom to go buy this for me at the warehouse, um, that old music store here in uh, the United States. And um, yeah, it's I mean, I've just been addicted to this record, this CD, this record, whatever you want to call it. And I would listen to this over and over or Dookie over and over and over again. Um, and yeah, that, that's that's my origin story it was was this is my first C D and I love the band. Love this record. But uh, but yeah, Nimrod I got I got that record when it came out as well. And but Insomniac I didn't get into till years later. I didn't even know it existed. So I jumped from Dookie to Nimrod. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's all I got for that. But uh, I guess we could just pop into Nimrod. Pop into Nimrod Talk about that yeah hop into it so yeah i mean like, like i said i got this when it came out you said you got it when it came out so there's not much more to the origin story there but um let's let's start it off with do we have any stinkers on nimrod
0: no no
1: okay good i don't either i did have so a couple things that i came up with this week here we go so the first is the way the way I, I rank these songs as bangers on on nimrod and i might i might do this with with every album if every song on the album is a banger because every song on the album is a fucking banger. Okay. So this is separated into, into three tiers: a BB, a Beyond banger, a B, a banger, and an FB, a filler banger. Still a banger, but it's a filler in the context of the record. Interesting. So that's how I've that's how I've done this record, or I've split up this record.
0: I mean, I've been doing low Bs, high Bs, mid tier Bs and you just took but that I, and copied it, which but is I, fine. I just, it's great. I, I, not gave a big it, deal. I gave
1: it. I gave it a better catchier. Yeah, that's fine. Thing, you know.
0: No, you did great. You did a good job. No, you did great.
1: <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> okay, yeah. and then the other the other thing that I realized that I came up with this week was, Billy Joe has a very distinctive voice, obviously, but it was never more distinct than on Dookie. Dookie is so unique his voice is so unique on that he he rarely ever goes back to that voice and when he does it's super fucking rad and i call it the dookie drawl
0: Ooh, because it draw.
1: it has this very he has this very lazy way of singing on that record and and it does come out on other records but there's never an entire record like dookie where he does the dookie drawl Do so, I, I
0: you, so you'll
1: hear you'll hear us or at least me okay. talk about the dookie, dookie draw. draw
0: yeah no i'll use it i'll coin it that's yeah. fine so there you go. A few, bring few
1: liner notes. Few liner notes for this episode. Yeah. We'll bring back Sochi right. as well. That's fine. <laughs> That's never coming back, man. You've been trying for years. <laughs> You've been trying for years. Um, <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I used to say it all the time. Um, all right, let's start with uh, since we have no stingers, Let's start with our with actually. Um, nice guys finished last. Since we already played it. Yeah. Uh, where does this sit for you on the banger list? And uh yeah, let's talk about that. What do you got? Go.
0: This is uh this is I, I guess in your tier it would be a beyond banger. This is my five B.
1: Look at that. Mm-hmm. my five B as well. My my B <whistles> number five.
0: Look at that. Yeah, this is okay. uh man, this is such a really, really great transition from the insomniac sound to Nimrod. It just it is fucking absolutely perfect. And that drum roll with the little chick is there and then dirt's mm-hmm. bass is so dirty in that part. God, so man. Dirty. It's so dirty. We should <laughs> coin that one, too. Well, that's his fucking name. But, you know. let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. So yeah. I, I wrote dirty. Yeah, it is It is really dirty, though. Know. Sometimes it is, like, overly dirty. And this album, his bass comes through a lot, like, in a lot of spots that I never realized until, like, the deeper dive this week. And, uh, God, I listened to this album probably, like, eight or nine times this week. And, and half of it was on the, <laughs> the vinyls. That's crazy. so much. I know. i only got it through was, this one 3 times. It was fucking nuts, dude. I I listened to it like in the car, on a house, I listened to it with a fox, I listened to it with a mouse. <laughs> Not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is that from? What is that from? It's like Dr. Seuss know. or
0: something? Yeah, like Green Eggs and Ham. Is it uh, really from Green I, Eggs and I'll eat them in a house? I will eat them with a mouse. <laughs> 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 I don't know what So things. annoying. But yeah, so so Nice Guys finished last. It just I think it's a fucking perfect intro. For this album, for this next kind of like different era of the band, because yeah. now we're this is a different era of the band. This is this is them experimenting with other sounds, doing things a little bit different, doing things uh, that they've never done before, and it's it's kind of cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of very varied songs on this album. I mean, obviously, good riddance going to like platypus. I mean, that is just like fucking night and day, two different bands essentially. <laughs> I know. So it's, there's a lot of cool things going on. I think Nice Guys Finish Last is just a fucking perfect transition into the new era of Green Day.
1: I, I, I'm with you on that. I, it, it is perfect in that sense. Um, but it, it does sound like they're having a little bit more fun. This is the beginning of them having a little bit more fun like most of Nimrod is. They, I feel like they, they've kind of shed the, the animosity towards Gilman Street and, and, and all that kind of shit. Um, and they're, they're experimenting, just having a good time as a band, partying a lot, There's a lot of partying at this time. Maybe a little too much, some might say. Um, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't either, but some might say that. (laughs) Um, Maybe the mothers. Maybe the mothers. (laughs) Maybe. So I agree with you. uh, Mike's uh, bass playing, very, very dirty, especially (laughs) during the transitions. Fucking top-notch stuff. That kind of like scale he does during the chorus is fucking awesome, too. And it just... He's he's just, I honestly think he's an underrated bass player. He's not talked about enough, and he's already talked about a lot, just not enough. Um, he has really some some great moments on this entire record, but this one specifically in those parts, I, I love that chorus. I mean, because you have Billy Joe singing that that melody that is so fucking catchy. I think it's one of the catchiest parts on the whole record.
0: Yeah, that
1: that that chorus, um, which is a good throwback to like Dookie. You know, this is this is them still having that that pop punk edge from dookie but then still moving forward and i really really like that because it doesn't have like it has like big power chords but they're not they're not as like saturated in like this wall of sound like on insomniac and parts of dookie it's just everything is much more spaced out on like a like a mixing level i guess
0: yeah and i i I agree this there's like that pre-chorus that's like my favorite part of the song and one of my favorite parts of the album too just that whole like, I'm so fucking nappy I could cry. Duh, duh, and That's very Dookie. It's very Dookie sounding. It's very Insomniac sounding. It's very yeah. cool. But a little bit heavy. It's great.
1: And uh, so also real quick, consider, con- Jeff got the box set, the Nimrod box set. So we're not going to touch upon the demos on this record because we're probably because we're going to do that on a separate We're going to do a whole separate episode on the Nimrod demos, right? Unless oh, you really want to bring something up. Unless I mean, you really, really want to bring something up.
0: There's only two tracks on the on the on the on the demo uh, <laughs> vinyl that I would like to talk about, just because like I think they're really really good on their own, not just like a cool vin- variation of a, of a demo or whatever. Um, the rest of them I think are just are just kind of for the yeds, but Trey Polka and then Black Eyeliner are, are both uh, beyond bangers. Black Eyeliner for yeah. sure too.
1: Trey Polka, that one that one totally caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, just the way it starts out too. It's it's so, it's not disrespectful to like German music and polka music, but it's just fun. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's just straight up fun, man. Straight up fun. Love yeah, it.
0: and and the black eyeliner. That's the dude, it's fucking dope. That was the first time they used the melody that they would reuse in two different uh, occasions. One is in the pre-chorus on church on Sunday, um, but here mm-hmm. it's it's more it's more like FOD kind of inspired. And it's just him on the guitar. Um, It's not acoustic; it's plugged in. But damn, it's so good. And and he can do that that sound really, really well. Like really, really well. Oh yeah. And they still do it to this day. Various songs. It'll, it'll just be him on the on the guitar by himself. Then the band will come in later on. But damn, man, these guys can just these guys can really do it all. <laughs> like they can they can do it all.
1: They're all extremely talented. Like vocally, guitar playing. I mean, he doesn't shred it up too much, but he's a really good guitar player. He can do a lot of different shit. And then obviously Mike and Trey are great musicians, as well as songwriters. Yeah. Anyway, nice guys finished last. Do we have anything more on this one? Or lyrically, what, what do you have lyrically on this one?
0: So I had another thing too. I can't remember what it was though. Oh, oh yeah, when, when Trey's okay. hitting that bell, that, that bell on the right in one part, it was like ding, ding, ding. Oh ding. yeah. You kind of hear it. That's so cool. And, and and Trey adds a lot of nuance to a lot of these songs on this album that he's never He's never done in in a capacity that I like the album, so he's done it like other times, but this is this is like I think one of his best drum performances there's just a lot of different things that he's trying really? to do. There's a lot of really, really cool fills. there's a lot of really broken drum parts that he does, and then mm-hmm. in doing so, the band kind of follows along. but you can just kind of tell like that's something a drummer would would come up with like hey let's let's break this verse up and do it like this kind of the same way uh. Fucking like the middle, that that middle part in the the, the Jimmy It Rhodes song, that oh shh, yeah, like that thing. Like, there's that a lot so of good. that. There's a lot of that <laughs> on this album.
1: I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about
0: it, and that's cool. That's it cool, is. dude. It is. So yeah, continue your joke.
1: Well, yeah, lyrically, I mean, for me, I I think it's more. I think it's just about him being a loser, even though he's always nice, and he sees the jerk offs around him being liked by everybody else and he's just he's just talking about that i mean the the, really the title is is what the song is about nice guys finish last but this is the kind of song that i feel like would be could be problematic nowadays if it was written has the the incel vibes (laughs) and uh yeah it it wouldn't it wouldn't be popular nowadays i don't think has not aged well according to twitter oh you'll fuck it's good i don't know you got anything else
0: on this one lyric musically no, 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 that's it. That's it.
1: All right. So then what's your what's your biggest banger off oh, this record? I gotta highlight oh.
0: it. I gotta highlight it in red, dude. I
1: already I have already highlighted, man. You gotta keep on this shit. Come on. Do you that's me. that's me? Are you, like you snapping? Snapping. I know.
0: Yeah, my my, so my, my B, one B. My one B is Grouch. The
1: Grouch, wow, that's my seven B,
0: but the it's grouch. still a beyond banger. But it's
1: my seven B. So yeah. yeah, what do you got on this one?
0: This is uh so like three tracks in, I remember getting this on, on the CDs and like I was I was really like blown away by the first two tracks and when this one hit just the way it comes in, just the way like how poppy it is, how catchy it is, that is just that has hooked me since day one. I honestly remember the first time that I ever fucking heard this song. And I was just like, Holy shit, I wanna like play guitar. I wanna be like a rock star. This is why. Because of this song. This is so cool. So this is this is just something that I've always i've always just loved and then Dern's bass comes through very well in the song very dirty so nice very dirty <laughs> and, and this song this song just never lets up in like the swing department it's just it's fucking rad man and the solo is really cool it's just fun i don't know it's just like hey it's time to pop punk jump around let's go <laughs> dude that one two three that little double checker there real quick oh it's so good
1: the the only thing i don't really i mean i like this song but the one thing that i've never really liked is how it starts where it's just billy joe and the the clean guitar well, i, I don't that. like when songs do that i don't like when when they immediately start with the vocals and a guitar like that whether it's like you know the open chords like that or if it's like palm muting, whatever I, I just i don't don't like it
0: i um, like it because there's no there's no timing to latch on to you have to now as a listener keep up try and figure out what the timing is because he comes in right away it's not like a one two three or nothing it's just boom it starts on like the zero zero second of the track and i like i like (laughs) i like being panicked and that's fun (laughs) i will say though that that
1: guitar riff is quintessential green day oh it's so good that that kind of swingy it's like this the mini chickas that's what they do so well it's like these maybe they're not mini chickas they're it's just very swingy. That's what they do so goddamn well, and this is a perfect example of the Green Day, the Green Day riff that they do in almost everything. But uh, but yeah, no, it, like, I, I agree with you on the bass. I mean, it just cuts through the mix so oh, nice, so nice. And this is one of the few songs on the record where every part of it is catchy. The verses are just as catchy as the choruses, and it's just it's unreal. It's it's unreal. And but also, this song is very basic. The the riff is pretty basic. The guitar lead, the or solo, whatever you want to talk, want to call it, is it's very simple. I, yeah. I, I love the simplicity of this song, and maybe that's why it's such a great catchy pop hit because it, it's
0: so simple. There's, I really, really love. You're this right. Song. There's like nothing complex to it. My favorite line of the whole album is on this, and it's when he says, "Oh my god, I'm turning out like my dad." That is like yeah. my fucking that 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 line like perfectly captures like the feeling of this record and it's just like that's the most disrespectful line that they probably ever wrote to the punkers to the to the haters because it's (laughs) it's the fact of life you fucks like it's so true and and, god damn it's so good i love that i love that line so much
1: yeah i i mean really the when the song starts out the second line he says shitty and when you're (laughs) 10 years old you're like oh man this is crazy like he's he's Cussing and it's like so audible, like it's not. Yeah, just he's like not bang, hiding you know? it at all.
0: There's not. There's, there's <laughs> no drums at that part. It's just him, and he says it. Yeah, and it's
1: good. It's really, really good. Um, so I guess yeah, let, let's jump into the lyrics then. Um, I mean that this is about him not wanting to grow old and be a be a, a plain old person like he sees his his own dad or everybody around him. He wants to make something of himself, but then. He just ends up hating himself and um, wanting to relive
0: his youth, and I, it's just—it's about a grouchy old man. That's really yeah. what it is. <laughs> Dude, time—time time will get you every time. It Doesn't matter. And I, that's time will like get you one, every time. Time will get you every time. I made that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm turning out like my dad. That's—he's not saying like I hope I don't turn out like my dad. It's already happening. That's yep. God damn. That's good. That's good stuff right there. There's some. And then the there's what he—he he has a lot of cool like. He's not like deep or complex or anything, but the way, the way he is with words is kind of cool. Like he has a lot of cool songs, that just he his word usage, the choice of words I should say, that he uses is really cool and really fun.
1: That's what I was gonna bring up too. Nothing's com. Nothing here is too complex, but it it still hits really hard. Like you, I feel like everybody can relate to to these songs, yeah. as like you know, as at our age, like this is a, this is the this is the age where I feel like we start feeling this way. And
0: I remember, you know, I remember like yeah. listening to this and I liked that part as a kid too. And I liked that part, like, oh my God, I'm turning out my like my dad. And I would laugh like, oh, 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 I'm never going to be like that. <laughs> like, it was funny <laughs> that back then to me because it would never happen to me. Yeah. So good. And the, the I, I like, what, 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 the what, chorus, uh,
1: wasted youth and a fistful of ideas. I had a young and optimistic point of view. I like those, I like that line, those two lines a lot. It's, I think everybody feels that way. To some extent.
0: It's kind of deep. Kind yeah, of deep. It is. It's it's I really like It's it. almost like like poetically tragic in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh it's man, there's a lot of lyrics on this album too. That I had no idea what he said until until this week. <laughs> Same and here. That was, that was fun. Like that part, like that I, I would even point of view. That I have never understood what he said, so I would just make it up.
1: Yeah, he's definitely one of those singers where um you just make up your own words, like Davy Havoc or Especially Davy <laughs> Havoc. <laughs>
0: there's one part on here that i swear he said one thing it's in the the scattered pictures part i swear to god he's fucking said scattered bitches throughout the years (laughs) i've always said scattered bitches
1: (laughs) another line i like too is is the first line in the second verse i've decomposed yet my guts getting fat Damn that! I like that. I, I like that line a lot.
0: Getting fat. Oh my God, God, I like my, no, dad. like my dad.
1: Great one-two punch right there. And I
0: love, I love that he's rhyming dad with fat because that t, that t thing, yeah. it's still in the d because that's how you start the d. That sound is you are still doing the t noise. But he's not completing the full t, so it still kind of rhymes. And I don't know if that was like <laughs> him being a good songwriter or just it kind of like fit a little bit, and so he works. But it's solid. It works, it and it works really, really well. You don't know. You don't know. This is I, Five albums deep, babe, boy. Dude, okay. I was Sheet. I was texting
1: with him a couple of days ago with Billy Joe a couple days ago, and he told what does me he, know? he was just kind of throwing it around. It was, don't don't put too much thought into it. That's He's what he told me. Anything. I know everything. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll, and then you know the, the next couple of lines. I'm always rude. I've got a bad attitude. The world owes me, so fuck you. I love that too. It's so it's so aggressive. So aggressive. Ah. I yeah. dig it though. Like this, so fuck you. <laughs> and just, there's just the title. So
0: much cussing too on this album. I love it.
1: Surprisingly, yeah, right. And the song is called "The Grouch." Who? Co- I mean, <laughs> "Grouch" is, is 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 a word that is just seems very '90s to me. Like nobody uses it anymore. But back then, it's like, why are you so grouchy? I remember my mom would always ask me, "Why are you so grouchy?"
0: I mean, I I that's that's bizarre because I I use it with the kids a lot. Like like it's okay if you're grouchy. Just don't be a dick. Don't be fucking disrespectful. I use grouchy a lot. So that maybe it is like turning in. Oh, I'm, oh my God, I'm turning into my dad. Right? It's yes. Good stuff. The grouch. It's great. All right. So um, do you
1: have anything else on this one? No. no, 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 no. That's it. Let's get into platypus, your 1B. Well, platypus is not my 1B. What? 1B is hitching a ride. The, uh, what? Yes. That's what, is this not a B for you or was what, what, what nah, is it for you?
0: That's my 3B. <laughs> okay yeah, this is the best song, man. I thought you' be basic and, and go platypus
1: but i'm I'm never basic so uh, I don't well, know, hold on I don't there, know dude. what you're talking about hold on there dude <laughs> so I mean it starts out with the violin violin for Which no is reason so
0: sick love it's it. fucking awesome Absolutely and it's so it.
1: short makes no sense and then they, they use it a little bit more when they when it transitions into the screaming part. Oh, I fucking love it and then it the- plays as the solo during the bridge.
0: They use it in that transition part, like before the screaming part, as a way, like you would you would hear it in like a scary movie, right? It's like yeah, ee- it's like to like, build tension, cool. yeah. And then it perfectly does that, and then it drops into that part, which like this this like Nimrod, essentially like catapulted Green Day into rock superstars that will go down in history as as fucking amazing, because they started doing a lot of things that they still do to this day, on this tour, and, and yeah. that part. That countdown, that one, two, one, two, three, four, like that's now an audience thing that, they, that the audience counts down. But during that that middle that's part, so good. that prolonged thing, that's like a a, a, a a live instrumental prolonged part that Billy Joe uses to go to like audience interaction. And they didn't really do it any mature way in Duke and Insomnia because they were just fucking kids and they're just like punker kids throwing shit in the crowd. But now they're doing it in like a fun way and interacting with the audience and doing more... I don't know more big band stuff rather than small punk band stuff, and that yeah. that part that one two one two three four that's just fucking money on the really song It's absolute money on the song. <laughs> it is un- oh, unreal. Oh
1: man, <laughs> this song, this song is really cool too because it it's all the melody are in the two verses, and there's only they only do a chorus once if you even want to call it a chorus. Yeah. So it, it's a weirdly oh no they do a chorus twice but it's a weirdly structured song and and i just love the bounciness of the verses and how this is just all bass driven it's a really bass driven song um it's really punchy and um yeah, mike's mike's bass playing or what the the bass line he's playing is is that ascending or descending what what is he, be, what is he descending. playing like? dun, dun, it's descending dun, dun, yeah dun, 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 dun. i i love it it's so simple it's so simple and basic but man what, what a way to drive a great fucking song I love it and then it just builds and builds and builds and then it's just a great crescendo oh, fuck. the bridge is fucking awesome like we were talking about um, and then there's if in in the verses too there's like this nice little like subtle ride ride symbol in the back it's just it's it's there and most of the time I just kind of gloss over it but really this week it just it was really like piercing in the mix to me and I just like I really loved it it was really fucking good this is uh um, this is a yeah. solid
0: like Trey song too. Like Trey's got a lot of really, really cool fills. And he kind of has a couple parts where they're the most memorable because it's just him. And it's when he's doing that that little roll to that last cymbal hit, and he hits that like ding way, way later yeah. on before it drops back in. Like that's all him. There's nobody else going on at that time, and it's very memorable. And I like how you hear so much like finger slidage in the song. Like, they turned up so fucking loud. And there's so, like you can hear him just all over, like the fret just go, crunching on those notes because the distortion's so high and the amps are so fucking loud. Love it. I know. It's fucking great. And then the <laughs> outro,
1: too, the the background vocals um, during the outro are fantastic.
0: Never knew what he said until this week.
1: <laughs> Neither did I.
0: I always thought he said something like, Don't go wasting. That's what I thought he said for the longest time. I just
1: would make a, a, the noise. I, I I don't even. I had no idea what he said. Not even and one word. And then
0: the the say birthday boys hey still cannot pick up on that. Like nine yeah, times I listening to this I record, don't still don't know what he says. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking oh, love, I love that, that outro. Part. It's so good.
1: It, it is really really good. Oh man, we haven't played any songs. Do we need to? No, we there's
0: we got a lot of yeah, about, but there's there's a lot to talk
1: about Yeah, but there's a lot of songs here. There's a lot. So what do you there. have? What do you have lyrically on this one?
0: Uh oh hold <laughs> on oh, oh, what's the uh well, go ahead I, well, it's called hitching a ride i like how prepared you are okay but, well, I, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead i'll tell you so that.
1: i guess i'll jump into it so yeah lyrically i think this is about uh, him being an alcoholic not being able to stay sober um really that that that's the gist of it i really like the lyrics in the second verse Cold turkey's getting stale tonight. I'm eating crow, fermented salmonella, poison oak. No, there's a drought at the fountain of youth, and I'm dehydrated. My tongue is swelling up. I say one, two, one, two, three, four. I, I love the imagery and everything in the second verse. It's, it's perfect, absolutely perfect.
0: Yeah, and that's 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 like what I what I was saying. Like he's, it's not like the most complex thing, and then. You could dive deep into this and think it's it's something super complex, but I think he's writing lyrics just because they sound fucking cool. They sound yeah. and they look really cool. Like there's a lot of words in there that just people just don't use, right? Like fermented salmonella, dehydrated, <laughs> tongue is smelling up. Like these are just phrases people just don't use.
1: But and no, cool. I I think in this I think in this verse at least I think they mean something. Like the, there's a drought at the fountain of youth, and I'm dehydrated. This is him, like, you know, drinking himself to oblivion every night and then just wasting his life away and, you know, dehydrated. You get really dehydrated when you drink a lot, you know, and your tongue swells. I'm not, you just get like, you know, the dry mouth and you just feel like shit. And I feel like that's, that's kind of him talking about getting blitzed every fucking night.
0: See, I thought like, I thought, I thought that this song is, or so that part, the, the, the drought, the fountain youth, he's trying to get he's trying to do something to get out of like this rut that he's in. And the dehydrated part is, is him playing on that imagery. Like I'm dehydrated because there's no water in this fountain of youth. Like I'm fucked. What am I going to do? And the whole hitch and ride aspect is, is him just bouncing from, from the next idea to the next idea without like knowing where he's going or where he's going to end up. But ultimately, because it's because of whatever addiction insert at this point, because it starts off with like the, Hey mister, where you hit it. Like he's, talking to somebody or somebody's talking to him or he's i maybe he's talking to the drug or the
1: whatever the booze or whatever it is hey mister where are you headed are you in a hurry Need a lift to happy hour like the booze is talking to him oh, saying, no. oh no i i think that's kind of what it is like it's 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 his it's his brain telling him like trying to convince him oh you know you should drink more this sounds good why don't you drink you know i think that might be what it is and then, you know, the chorus troubled times, you know, I cannot lie. I'm off the wagon and I'm hitching a ride. I'm hitching a ride with the next hit, with the next, the next drink. You know, that's what I think.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: I think it's just him playing, you know, talking back and forth within his head about whether or okay. not to
0: drink. So,
1: I don't know, dude. We got anything else on this song? Uh, that's it. Okay. What is your 2B? Number two banger.
0: Uh, platypus
1: <laughs> oh you're I, the worst i hate you
0: <laughs> platypus
1: is platypus is my number four my 4b okay. beyond banger
0: okay okay so what do you got on this one i mean this is this is uh this is for sure one of the but probably the heaviest and most aggressive song they've ever done um and it's it's just so fucking good. it's so it's just this this rolling onslaught of aggression, and yeah trey Trey's got this really like like smelly punk drum style, like the way smelly plays that 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 like you know, that that thing that he mm-hmm. does a lot Trey kind of like does that same shit here and and it's not just a punk style of drumming because a lot of drummers can't can't get those double hits in. They just mm-hmm. they just can't do it, especially this fast. And uh like Smelly's the like best difficult. example I can I can think of. Um but this song this song on the surface is kinda of like this very basic bare bones, like aggressive punk song. But it's better. It's better in every way because there's a there's a soft melody to it, but it's not It's barely there though, that melody. It's yeah, exactly. It's not enough to be like a pop song, so like it's still kind of staying in that punk realm thing, and like the swearing part, like you gotta love the swearing part, right? And oh then, yeah, goddamn, like this, I don't know, this song is just <laughs> it's so fucking weird, and it comes off a of worry, worry, whoa, whoa, worry, whoa, worry, whoa. rock. That's a hard one. Worry walk. It <laughs> <laughs> is a really hard one. <laughs> it is a tough one. So <laughs> I, yeah, platypus. I hate you. that's my that's my two B.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's it's my four B. Um, I mean, this song is really nonstop. It's it's the probably the fastest song they've ever recorded. Um, even more so than Jaded. It, it's really it's a fast punk song, um, and really the only catchy part to me is when he says "I hate you." Um, I don't know. That, I I don't think it's I too did. complex of a song. I I think it's just it's meant to be pissed off, and be pissed off at somebody very very specific. Which I mean
0: we could. Yeah. What? Well, it's great that that it's it's like the most punk song that they kind of have, and it's about a guy who who shit on them for not being punk anymore. Yeah. That's
1: Tim fun. Johanan. Tim Johanan, who opened or founded Nine Twenty Four Gilman the venue and maximum maximum rock and roll. I didn't know that, but um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a hate hate song toward him. It's kind of fucked up too. <laughs> <laughs> when you read more about it,
0: well, but he died yeah. like after, but that the whole like sucking on the cancer sick thing, because <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean he made then, reference to it, you know him being really sick and all.
0: But the guy, like, so first of all, I mean, talk about like like gatekeepy fucking douchebaggery, like that guy in right. the whole scene, even like still to this day, right? Like even just like that nine twenty four Gilman scene, just like fuck off, who cares. And they, yeah. they, it was, oh, dude, there's so many, like, negative things. And the whole Jell-A-B offer incident, like, somebody, like, stomped on his leg and fucked it up. And, like, dude, that place was just a, rife with, with gatekeeping douchebags. And it was supposed <laughs> to try and be the opposite. But nobody cared. Uh, they, they were proud of it. And Tim was, was a part of it, too. And he didn't fucking care. So who cares? I, I you
1: know care. what I wish? You know, because Green Day were banned for so long, for, like, 20 years. And then they finally got invited back. I think it was like in 2012 or something like that. And they actually played a show there. Like I would have, I mean, God, they should have said like, fuck you and like talk shit on Gilman. Well, that's because. On that fucking
0: venue. He was dead. And so Gilman has been run by essentially volunteers. And there's just this conglomerate of volunteers that put together shows and and pay the bills. And so they were the ones that asked Green Day and had nothing to do with like Tom. And, And Gilman had since transformed into something totally different. So that's still, why they came back. And that's still kind yeah. of like a like a power move because there's only been a handful of bands that have played Gilman after being banned. And Greeny's the only one by far that has like had any kind of success.
1: Yeah, at this level
0: especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, worldwide rock stars.
1: Um. Yeah, and then oh, what I thought was interesting too, and I, I never noticed because I've never been much of a lyricman, but... Uh the lyrics aren't printed on the liner notes um because they were they were threatened um with a lawsuit because of the <laughs> lyrics on this right on this song so they decided not to yeah, print it
0: they're very aggressive towards like one person and <laughs> yeah you want that person to die
1: pretty good stuff pretty good song i mean i, I think the song is great i i don't think there's too much to talk about because it is so straightforward yeah everybody just rips it up and kills it ah oh, it's good man really good stuff <laughs> Nothing complex. So uh we good with this song with platypus? That song. All right. So my two B is Hashinka. Okay. Beyond banger. Do you like okay. this one? Or does that's this a, one sit
0: for you? That's a mid tier B. So so after Oof. a while I stopped ranking Bs mm-hmm. if they weren't like beyond bangers. Like all all my ranked B's are essentially like beyond bangers. Hashinka is still a banger, but it's a mid tier B. I think I only okay. have two low B's.
1: All right. That's yeah. um I have, I think, I have five FBS filler bangers. But yeah, no, Hashinka, okay. interesting. Hashinka is one that I you forget. I forget about all the time, and then when it comes on, I'm like, dude, this is like one of the great, one of the one of the great Green Day songs. It's totally forgotten by everybody, and even by me. And I've listened to this, I've listened to this record hundreds of times. Um, this. uh just as like a little backstory, the song was actually written originally during the Kerplunk sessions, but they felt like it never fit on Dookie or Insomniac, and then they finally revisited it on this one, and um, which I thought was kind of cool because it doesn't sound like anything that would have been on Kerplunk at all. No way. Um, but and and also what I noticed too, Jinx and the song right before this and Hashinka, the two songs they could be just one song, one long song because Jinx is. There's not much there. It's it's for like sure. it's just build up. Like just Jinx, build up for Hashinka.
0: Jinx is it's, Jinx is better when it's put before Hashinka. Um but Hashinka yeah. doesn't gain anything from Jinx the way Jinx gains from Hashinka if that makes sense.
1: Yes, no it does. I see I get what you say what you're saying. Yeah. Um I and like I said I love this song the chorus one of the catchiest choruses if not the catchiest chorus no maybe not the catchiest chorus on the record whoa, but it's up there. on there dude. It's up there. For sure. It's fucking
0: awesome. Trey's
1: drumming during the verses just the per- the perfect amount of busy without being obnoxious. So what I I'm saying
0: it. like that's that's a good example of him being like kind of broken up and choppy in a way that he's he's pushing that that forward and then mm-hmm. hoping that the band keeps up and hoping the band picks up on it and likes it. but like that's something that a, that a drummer would inherently want to do want to make that noise.
1: No, man, it's fantastic.
0: And also the vocal harms
1: throughout the entire song. Top notch stuff. Everybody, every every br- every everybody, everybody <laughs> brought their A game for this song.
0: Everybody nails it, kills it. Perfect I, song. I legit actually wrote in my notes this one I forget about the most out of any record or any song on this record. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> it's, I mean that's it's, pretty much what I wrote really too. True.
0: It's because
1: I what it is is so many of the songs later on the record are they're they're filler they're filler they're kind of filler songs so you forget to me at least i forget the later half of the record outside of like good riddance but most of it i just kind of forget about and there's
0: a lot of fucking songs too
1: yeah 18 or 19 18 19 songs yeah that's that's
0: just a lot of songs
1: yeah it's ridiculous it's silly boy talk (laughs) but um i don't know do you have anything else musically on this one
0: like the last minute of the song, he's absolutely super fucking dope, right? Mostly from that bridge part and the solo to like the end. Like that's for me, mm-hmm. that's what elevates a song into like a little bit higher than a mid B. But everything before that, I still think this is just like a good mid tier B. <sighs> that's it's crazy. good though. I like it.
1: I like it. <laughs> crazy stuff. Um. So yeah. Then lyrically, this is. I mean, Billy Joe has said this song is about a girl he met in Japan named Hashinka. While they were touring there, Um then during the Kerplunk era, which seems weird that they were touring Japan way back then, but whatever they did, Um, and he just was like infatuated with her, uh, but he was never able to tell her before they before he left, and he regrets never saying anything to her, and apparently he's never been able to find her again. That I, that's what the song is about. Unless you got yeah. something else to add.
0: No, that that thing that's literally what it's about. Like that he said yep. that before. <laughs>
1: Did yeah, but um, yeah, Hashinka is my number two. So, what do you got? Oh, three was uh, platypus, right?
0: That was my number two is platypus. platypus. What's your three then? Platimer Putin, <laughs> Hitching <and laughs> a Ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was re- that was really good, but really dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hitch uh, a Ride my number three.
1: Okay. Uh, so my number three is—I mean—it seems like we have a lot of the same bangers, which is nice. It doesn't happen too often. What's your um, number three? My my number three is "King for a Day."
0: Ooh, baby boy!
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. it for you? That's my four, four B. Okay, yeah, we all we got the same shit pretty much. Yeah, dude, this song so was yeah. a fucking beyond yeah.
0: banger for sure. Like, it's come on, silly boy, talk. It, this song is so good, honestly. Like, you think it's a cover because there's no way. <laughs> That like this late in the game on this album, there's no way this is like an original song. That's how fucking good this song is.
1: No, you're right. It it doesn't. Green Day have never done anything like this before.
0: And I like I triple quadruple checked. I scoured the internet. I I uncovered every rock to see if this was any sort of cover, and I could not find it. Because honestly, it's just it's that fucking good. It is.
1: I, it's crazy and it's crazy that they've never done anything like it since i mean it's such a crowd favorite too they love it and it's just weird that they don't they've never dabbled in more ska outside of playing like some operation ivy songs like, i know
0: I, I fucking think it's so bizarre i don't understand why and it's turned into like this 10 minute like at least epic thing during their shows and it's like his command on a crowd of, of tens of thousands of people is just absolutely fucking unreal and it started here yeah
1: (laughs) and he he doesn't even play guitar when he plays this when they play this live he just is a true front man and like you said he commands the crowd he runs around jumping around bringing people on stage it's dude all the videos i've seen of this them playing this song is fucking awesome so yeah i i really really like this and Fun little fact here, uh, Gabriel McNair and Stephen Bradley from No Doubt, um, they played the horns on the song, so that's pretty cool too. And another thing with the song is there's a lot of polka in this. It's not just ska, there's a ton of polka, and I think that's what adds to the the fun of it, because polka music is a lot of fun. It can get really tiresome after like 30 minutes, but when it's condensed (laughs) like this, it's a ton of fun and it's fast yeah. oh man
0: of it. course this yeah this this song is i don't know it's it's weird because it just doesn't fit anywhere on this album and and i don't know like the way the way he says just wait till all the guys get a load of me and then how that one line has progressed to now and then the the the, the height of of this song Greeny's live performances where he would say just wait till all the guys get a load and they go and they hold that out as long as he possibly could. Yeah. And like the song would kind of quiet it down a little bit. And that's when like he would go into the crowd interaction. It's just like this song has progressed even better than, than it is here. And that's, I don't know, that's fucking rad. That is so cool that these guys can still make this song better. So let's jump into the lyrics real quick.
1: The lyrics surprised me. I've never paid attention to them. And I'm very surprised that he was talking about this kind of stuff back in 1997. Right.
0: I mean, I've always I've always known, I've always been very aware of what he's talking about because I always think it's hilarious. But yeah, this is this is about like cross dressing and then kind of like making fun of of people in a way that don't pay attention to lyrics because I think he said in like interviews and stuff that it would be fun to watch people sing along to the song not realizing what it's about. (laughs) That's like me. (laughs) I have no idea. But I think it's
1: so rad. Like it's just it was kind of like a little, like you said. It's kind of like a "fuck you" to to people, who are easily offended by things like this. It, yeah, it's great. I, I yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really really cool, really cool.
0: And it's but, uh, um, I don't know. It's it's quirky and it's kind of, it's it's kind of like funny, but also kind of mm-hmm. like fucked up in a way. I don't know. It's good. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have anything else on King for a Day? I'm flying uh, no. through this shit. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, your four was
0: that was my four. What was it? Yeah. Oh, it
1: was okay. Four for me was platypus. platypus. What platypus was your P- five? Five. <laughs>
0: five was my. Five was was nice guys finished last. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So eyes. was mine.
1: That's right. So was mine. Uh, uh, so what is your six?
0: Six would be prosthetic head the clothes really yeah Fuck wow yeah. that's my that's Fuck an FB yeah. for
1: me that's my number fourteen
0: it's an f b of facebook okay well facebook yeah all right this one well, uh, get in, let's get into it this one this one's this one's in the unfortunate position of following um good riddance so if you i don't know it like good riddance i i didn't even list as a banger I listed it as something that's Transcended higher than Green Naked could have ever imagined. But we'll get into that when we we'll get into that. But the, this mm-hmm. one is just, it's. This is a cool transition from Nimrod to Warning. Like these verses are very, very telling of that warning sound, while this chorus is very Nimrod. It's like the second and fourth lines in, in both verses, like for me, are like the best part of this whole song. Like, such a sign, mm-hmm. force arise, you're a suicide makeover. Like that pacing, the way he says it, I fucking love it. But I like this song because it's incredibly catchy, and I do think this is a great transition to "Warning." See, i i don't I don't hear,
1: I don't think it's that catchy. But I think at this point, it's because I'm just kind of exhausted. Because the album is so long. I mean, honestly, some of these songs
0: could have been cut,
1: Man, and dude, it would have like, been totally
0: fine. This this song stops and goes like on a dime. It does that so well. That There's a lot of rolls, and it's just kind of like summing up everything from Nimrod and then going into that Ding If that was just a little bit more of like folk delivered, that's a warning song through and through.
1: That's true. No, you're right. Add more acoustic guitars and less distortion. Yeah. And Could that,
0: be. dude, in the bridge part, like you hear, if you turn it up like loud enough, you hear so much like weird shit. Like someone coughs. You hear like all this crackling of the amp. You hear somebody touching the strings. So you get a little bit of feedback. Dude, it's fucking cool. <laughs>
1: so cool. I like the heavy, the heavy buildup too into the chorus. It comes, it kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's a really, really good, like heavy part. Probably one of the yeah. heavier moments on the whole record. So it, it's kind of unexpected, but I, I really, really dig that.
0: That part but this is this is God, just a yeah, highly they, forgotten about song it
1: is i mean why would they think it's a good idea to put this after your good riddance like that should be punked, the last dude. song good riddance off. should be the last song like through and through it has to be the last
0: song it,
1: that's, it's that's just so silly to put that's so
0: cliche it. to put good riddance to the last song and that's who cares that's what green Day's not it's cliche at this time
1: <laughs> they're pretty cliche man
0: <laughs> not hey, not now they weren't now or then uh,
1: I guess. I guess. Okay, prosthetic Head is it's it's good. It's a good it's the best of the uh, FBs. Okay, good, so. good, 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 so What do you got what, for the lyrics?
0: What? Well, I was gonna say just um where where is where's good riddance here on your I guess we could I keep going through prosthetic head or something. I don't know. Are, well yeah, do, let's do have more?
1: prosthetic head and then we'll jump into
0: good riddance. <laughs> Shut up get it? That's funny. I don't know. So, what do you that, on So, one? like, prosthetic head, if you think about that actual term, like, you have a fake head, right? You're a, a fake yeah. person. What makes you, you, your brain, your face? That's not who you are. It's fake. So, I think this whole song is about um, kind of just telling someone to shut the fuck up because you're fake.
1: Yeah, posers. I, it's them calling out the posers. I, I think it's not any deeper than that. So good, though, man. It is really fun. Fuck- Yeah, this song is really good. I don't know why it's an FP for me. It's because it's It's just like,
0: it's so, it's the last song, dude. We just had so many songs before and I get it. Like, it's just, you're tired because it is, it is a lot.
1: I mean, think about it. I mean, you got, look at this, these three songs. You get Take Back, the shortest, super heavy, kind of death metal vocal song. You know, he has does some weird shit on that song. And then you go into King for a Day. What the fuck is this? Wild. You're exhausted after that. And then you get into good riddance and you're, it's this emotional rollercoaster. You, you've, you've already checked out.
0: You checked out. Yeah. You're done.
1: And to throw a prosthetic head in there at the end, it's it's insanity. It's detrimental to the song. It really is.
2: Yeah, I can but,
1: see that. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else on this one? I do not. You do not. So um, my 6B. Is uh last ride in, the surf bum, song, the instrumental, bum,
0: bum, bum, br-dum, br-dum, the br-dum, the
1: endless summer, essentially. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's the endless summer song.
0: <laughs> this is uh, this is my eight B, okay. And um, I don't know. suppose this came from like a jam session during like a sound check or something that they did. I could I could mm-hmm. see that because, like this song, there's like no complexity to the song whatsoever. Dirt, 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 Dern? dirt. I was <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt doesn't do much. He just he rides that that uh, that riff, and it's kind of it's kind of um, it's kind of disappointing. I I want him to do the Billy really? Joel riff. I wish I wish he would go do 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 do. I wish he would do some okay. type of scale rather than just keep it dead like that. Because the song is the longest song on the fucking album,
1: right? Isn't that crazy? Like, but I, I love it because fuck? it's the longest song.
0: But also, like, what makes this song the best? Or that what the best part about the song is the soundscapes. What's going on outside of the band? With that mm-hmm. I don't know who's doing it, but there's a lot of like really cool parts. There's a lot of really cool things, and the band is laying the foundation. And and that's I, I think the song is just really really interesting. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed. Well, you didn't bring it up at least because the addition of the vibes,
0: the fucking shit that you like. Yeah,
1: the vibraphone. Come on, dude. I'm I'm a sucker for the vibraphone. I you throw that you throw that or you throw an organ into a song. You got me snaps and all um no i fucking love it. i totally forgot that that some i don't know who plays the vibes on this song but ah, oh, i, I, fucking I, I love couldn't it. It has, see like the credits it has, has no right to the be the that good
0: what I, I looked at the credits i mean on like the box set too and it doesn't say who who nobody? did it i mean weird I, it just says trey cool played the bongos on in some part of this album and so I, I don't know i don't know who did it
1: maybe nobody played it and we're we're just imagining it Together. Just
0: like putting an insight in there because it just that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, I think I think this song is great and I, I think it's a great break also in the album because it, it's it's like smack dab in the middle of the record. Yeah. You need this kind of break to just relax a little bit before you jump into Jinx. Well that comes before Jinx. Oh no, Jinx
0: is next. Yeah. Yeah. There there was like a lot of a lot of reviews that I read in in like on geekstinkbreath.net. That that weezer message board that's still kind of active. There's a lot of threads on there that, that people say last write in is like the intermission. Like, all right, we're half done. Get your go to the bathroom, get a drink, come back. <laughs> Let's yeah. get into the second half of the album. I thought that was so it,
1: cool. It makes sense. Makes sense. Um okay, yeah, that that's that's all I got for, for, for last write in. Obviously no lyrics. None. Um okay, so then that was my six B. When what is your seven B?
0: Uh, reject. Reject.
1: Oh Okay, let's get into that. We haven't talked reject. about that yet.
0: Yep, I love this song. Is this a banger for you?
1: It is. Um, it's my uh, my number ten. It's just a banger, not okay. a beyond banger, just a banger.
0: Okay. Yeah, what what I, uh, I I love this song. I I think it's 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 punk sounding, and his vocals are are like lazy sounding, and I love mm-hmm. like a lot of the pacing things in the chorus in the post chorus. And I also love the way he says, "I do what I want." It's so snotty, and like, dude, that <laughs> bass solo, fuck man, so good,
1: so it good. It is a really good song. It,
0: Trey does a few things on this song,
1: and, and uh, on this song and a few other songs, where it's kind of like this this shuffle that he does. But it's like he uses like a part partially opened hi hat, and he kind of shuffles along with that, and it gives the song like kind of a frantic feel. Like it is a faster song, so it has that punk that punk kind of thing but with the way he's playing the drums it sounds like you're like on the edge of your seat like where's this gonna go like it's this weird tension that you get and he i mean like you said billy joe uses do what i want the on this entire song he uses his full on dookie drawl this is this is the epitome of that and um which is great but in the end this this song reminds me a lot of the ramones or, or, or of a ramones song I don't have anything in specific, but it just—I get a lot of Ramon stuff. The way they okay. transition into the choruses and the, melo- the 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 melody and the chorus reminds me a lot of uh, Joey Ramon. Okay, okay, okay. It's good though. It's good. I, I really dig this song. That's but that's why it's a mid-tier B, as you would that's say. That's fine.
0: That's fine. Yeah, this is this is getting. I mean, this is a seven B for me. So we're getting down into the almost mid mid B mid-tier bangers. Yeah.
1: Uh, lyrically, what do you have on this one?
0: Uh, the song was supposedly about a letter Green Day got from some angry mom who didn't like their music, and she was all pissed off and sent him a letter saying their music's trash and it was inappropriate. And Billy Joel supposedly wrote a letter back to her and was like, "Oh fuck you! I didn't make music for you. I made music for me, and you suck." <laughs> Doesn't that seem
1: kind of petty, though, of him? Like,
0: it really seems a little. I mean, like they're still like young. Immature they're immature still in a way. immature. But like, how else do you respond to that? Before the internet, you would just write a letter back. True, and Say fuck yeah. off. But I mean, yeah, I guess so. Was it even real? I don't know. Nah, I I don't who, think it was knows? real. But if
1: you look on if you look on Genius, there are pictures of of the letter she wrote and the letter he wrote back. If that's P- even real, right?
0: Pictures of of two letters somebody wrote.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be just like somebody on on Genius who just uploaded it. <laughs> All right, so that was your seven. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the grouch was my seven. Damn, dude, we're we're finishing this up really f- much faster R- than I was
0: expecting. Real fast, yeah. Take back is uh, my my eight B.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. this take back mm-hmm. is my twelve. Shortest song on the record. I think it's a minute nine seconds a minute eight seconds something like that. Right?
0: Yeah, it's t- it's like barely a minute, and I, I I I like the sequencing here. Reject, take back, king for a day. It's like we're getting like this this aggressive fucking weird thing that they're doing here for a minute and then it goes in kingford like what the fuck so that's cool i like that
1: (laughs) the sequence you're right dude the sequence scene is great the ramon song to this weird one minute song to king for a day it's it's bizarre the second half of this record is really strange yeah after after last ride in it's really really strange yeah the um, the first
0: half is kind of top heavy with like like obvious bangers yeah and the yeah. second half is kind of like bangers for the yeds and just like weird stuff and and just kind of stuff for the fans maybe so that's, I don't know, that's kind of weird or I, I,
1: I think it's their songs for them for them yeah they're songs that they just kind of wrote for fun and had no other place on on a normal green day record but like you know fuck, i us just throw it on the end of the record that's really what it that's what i think it is okay. um and then take it, you know, take back, like I mentioned earlier, the, those kind of like death metal vocals. He's never done yeah. anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we just listen to every Green Day record, and this is the only song he does shit like that on. Yeah. It's weird.
0: Yeah, this album's um, fucking bizarre, man. Take Back, Weird, King for a Day, Weird, Platypus, fucking weird. Yeah. Good riddance right. for this era, weird.
1: Got anything else on Take Back? I mean, lyrically, it's pretty straightforward. Just he wants to take revenge. Yeah, he's pissed off somebody wronged him.
0: Physically hurt somebody.
1: <laughs> all right, so my number eight Guess we can finally get into it This is my last Beyond Banger, Good Riddance Okay I know this song is overplayed, but goddamn, this song is really good I could do without I mean, I could definitely do without The the, the string arrangement You love that shit Because I think that's a hindrance to it Throw that but, organ
0: stuff in there too You can probably eat it up Oh, dude,
1: you throw an organ in there Oh my <laughs> God That could be my 1B
0: Oh God but, I don't. But I don't mind. Though. I don't mind the orchestral parts. I really don't. Um,
1: really? You hate? You always hate that shit. I
0: know. I fucking really, really do. But, but it's coming off of like King for a Day, where there's so many like people involved in that song. And then I don't know. I mean, I do. I, I would think it would be better if it was just acoustic. But I don't mind that the that the orchestra is in there. I don't mind it. But this song, yeah. uh, this, dude. This song is like. This song is like the turning point, right? Like in the song itself, this song is like a turning point for Green Day. This is it. it this song was not on; it didn't exist in this capacity. Green Day maybe never would have done American Idiot. They may never have, have been who they are today. It is because of this song that Green Day is 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 talked about in the circles of of some of these like classic rock bands. Like they are now historic because of this song. This is the start of it. This propelled them to just that one tier above now instead Mm -hmm. of like the a tier green day will always be an s tier band whereas they could have easily dropped into a b tier if this was the last album they ever did so man good riddance is just is just something bigger bigger than they for sure ever imagined and it's bigger than than the song had any fucking right to be too
1: yeah i i totally agree with you with everything you just said you hit the you hit the nail on the
0: head And so that—that's why, like, I didn't—I didn't even list this in any one of my bees because I—it's, I I love it sometimes and I hate it sometimes. This—this is fucking weird. I have so much nostalgia with this because from camp, this is the—we sang this song at the last day of camp, the last campfire, every single year at camp. We sang this song, and I always loved it (laughs) every fucking time. It's one of the first songs like I learned how to play fully on the guitar, the chords and stuff, and sing and sing with. And so I just I like I still enjoy it. I still. If I see a guitar, one of like the few songs I cycle through, I'll still don't dare know. I'll go, fuck. And then I'll play something else. I was just going
1: to say, do you do that?
0: <laughs> yeah. But I only do that part, and then I'll play something else. And then if somebody like picks up on it, then I'll go through the motions and play the song. Um, but <laughs> this is, dude, this song is so goddamn good. And it means, it's like lyrically, it's it's written about something specific. It's right, the girl who left BJ, and he was bitter about it but like really this mm-hmm. song is so goddamn good that it's now used at like weddings and fucking bar yeah. mitzvahs and just anything you could possibly think of. And that time of your life part in good riddance is supposed to be very sarcastic. Like good riddance. I hope you had a good time fucker, but it's <laughs> I know become, right? <laughs> become this thing. That's like, I hope you had a good time, man. I had a good time. Like, God damn, <laughs> that is, that's what makes a song like beyond banger status, you know? Yeah. Oh. And,
1: and really the, the um the lyrics are kind of they they can be just about just about anything really i mean they're there's i don't want to say that they're generic but they're vague enough to where they're ambiguous you, they can just enough yeah they're ambiguous yeah there you go that's the right word they really are because i mean when as stupid as it is but we had our sixth grade graduation and they had everybody in in sixth grade sing this song and they had they had two people playing guitar, two of the students playing guitar. <laughs> and then the one girl, she played violin. And so she did the string part. And then the re- everybody else sang the song. So we all had to learn. The, I mean, I already knew the lyrics. But everybody had to learn the lyrics. And then we all sang it in front of all of our parents. And it was really stupid. Um, but yeah, sixth grade. That's what that's what I did.
0: That's a stupid song. Sixth grade graduations. That's a fucking stupid, stupid thing. But yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what we do in America, I guess, when, when we're proud of graduating sixth grade.
1: <laughs> to go to middle school for two yeah, years. To go to fucking And then graduate school. eighth grade. And then graduate again after our senior year.
0: I was already in middle school in sixth grade, so... Mm. It, it's weird that I had a graduation to go to middle school when I was already there. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Yeah, oh, that's so fun. Dumb. That's fun. But yeah, man, this is, a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a good song. This is a good song.
1: Very, very good. So... Um,
0: the music video is yeah, no. fucking absolutely atrocious. I can't fucking stand yeah. this music video.
1: Really, I didn't like any of the videos for this this record.
0: For any of the songs. I mean, I didn't like like them, but I didn't dislike them except for this one. I actively disliked this video. And they usually have really cool videos. Actually, outside so, uh, of outside of this one, every once
1: in a while, every once in a while they'll have a they'll have a good one. Dude, I, mean, I think the videos on Warning video. well, a Well, cool I was going to say the warning the videos on Warning were great. I love the video for the song Warning.
0: I, I think, think that's probably their case, best video.
1: Basket Case was cool. Basket Case was good, too. That was a good one.
0: When I Come Around it's cool. It's just so stupid. No,
1: it's so... it's They're just walking. <laughs> in in his it pocket. Is
0: yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I still didn't find my my, my DVD, dude. My, my uh, International Superheads DVD. I don't know where the fuck it went. That sucks. I'll, I didn't to even buy another one, for probably. My bullet on probably the it probably cost me $6 to buy another one. Oh, shit, man. That's a lot of guacamole. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody's wanting to buy that one but
1: um yeah except for you obviously
0: you have so, it what, what is it i don't
1: have international super hits why do you not have that one because i i had already had all the cds why would i want to buy the greatest hits no
0: i for my the dvd it has all the videos
1: oh i no i i didn't i didn't care for that no, i don't because like i already had them all on because I, I already had most of their videos recorded on vhs at the time so i didn't i didn't need i didn't need the dvd
0: Come on. Come on. Okay, well, I have all the talking points I I really got to. Um Yeah, same here. Worry rock, worry,
1: worry, rock.
0: worry, worry rock.
1: Worry, worry rock. That's my we, 17. Well,
0: God damn. What what song yeah. is worse than Worry wor, worry, worry rock? Worry rock. For you. Scattered. Oh, wow, that's the one is the worst. Dude, that's the one I thought I swear that he said I got some scattered bitches lying on the bedroom floor. <laughs> I thought he said that for until this week.
1: That would have been really good if he actually said that. I
0: don't know. But 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 were we rock, uh Weezer did a cool cover of that one back in uh, oh, I they don't know when it was. Did, huh? Yeah, it was really good. But uh other than that other than, than that. No, that's we good to mental. oh no.
1: Let's talk about the um the cover real quick. Yeah. I really like the cover i've I've always really liked it it's 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 so the the two guys on the picture whose face are blocked out by a yellow circle with Nimrod written on it written in it or typed in it um it's the two guys who uh discovered or created insulin or discovered. Cre- i don't know how would you say that I don't know I forgot their names, but I don't know what the no, fuck it's those two guys
0: like chemically, so I don't know if they discovered or created it
1: well yeah either way you get what I'm saying yeah. um yeah, so it's those two guys and yeah, just I, I, I just think it's it's simple, it's creative, it's catches your eye.
0: I really like it. I didn't I didn't know until actually fairly recently, maybe in the past year, that Nimrod was uh like a fucking strong biblical figure and it wasn't until like Bugs Bunny ruined the name Nimrod and became like a like like canon and stupidity.
1: <laughs> I know, I didn't know that until the same year, like within the last year. I didn't know that.
0: That's bizarre. It's weird.
1: And what's even funnier, or I think it not funny, but interesting, is um, Nimrod means the hunter, and Bugs Bunny called Elmer Fudd Nimrod because he was a hunter.
0: So maybe like even Bugs Bunny wasn't even trying to be funny about it, but because nobody knew, nobody knew who Nimrod actually was, people thought Bugs Bunny was just making fun of him. So that's even more interesting. You're right. Well, no, because
1: I, I think I think he was making fun of him because he was such a bad hunter, and Nimrod in, in the biblical sense was a great hunter, and Elmer Fudd wasn't. So I think he was making fun of him, like being sarcastic.
0: Uh, okay. Like like good I think job, that's, what it, that's what it was. Good job, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Like making fun because those are great hunters, great people, and he's just a nobody.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's probably what it was, on Looney with Looney Tunes.
0: Interesting, and just people just didn't know. Mhm.
1: Yep. Hmm.
0: What what do you think of the, the artwork? You dig it? I love it. I think it's great. I think it's it's one of their better artworks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and it's on the simple. back too.
1: All three of them are on the back as well.
0: Yeah, with the 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 same thing and the I I still remember the inner sleeve artwork too and just like I, re- I always remember Trays where he's just kind of like looking upwards at the the camera that's above his head. I don't remember the the liner
1: The liner notes and all that. I
0: I I, I've always liked this one. Um, Obviously, Dookie's probably going to be like the best. Just
1: great,
0: without a doubt. But this one, I've always I've always really 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 liked this one. For sure, like one of their better ones.
1: Yeah, only only behind Dookie. I think it's not even as good as Insomniac, which is a great album cover. But yeah, Nimrod's really good. I'm looking at it right now. Does do the liner notes in here have it?
0: No. Well, it I, have a, I, have the, I have the box set, so my liner? Oh, notes that's true. You do have our fat set. book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good box set. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Well, I don't think you will, but that's fine. Oh my god. Okay, are we good to
0: wrap it up, or yeah, we, let's do we wrap anything her up. else? Yeah. Wrap her up and send her off.
1: Yeah, so our final. Let's give our final thoughts, and then we will rate this record based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album but give it a <laughs> shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Uh,
0: so uh, this is like I said, this is the 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 this is when Green Day became Green Day. Really, the, uh, the first four albums, they were kind of just toying with different sounds, wondering who they're going to be. Insomniac clearly is a is a is a transitional album where they obviously were trying to do something that they didn't have to prove. They didn't have to prove anything to anybody. But Insomniac is definitely that album where they're trying to prove something. And Nimrod's mm-hmm. just kind of the first album that said, fuck it. Let's just be let's just be Green Day. Probably since like like 39 Smooth or even Plunk, And they just said, Fuck it, let's just be Green Day. There's a lot of stuff on here for for a lot of different members. And it's it's the beginning of like international stardom be the beginning of this conglomerate of a fucking massive rock band and i dig i dig it i there's a lot of nostalgia with me for this like i said this was the first green day album that i bought with like my money that wasn't just handed to me um and when i say handed to me i really just took my mom's cd's because they're already there so whatever <laughs> but uh yeah. i mean i think they're like, my top 4 for green day they're all perfect they're all 3 out of 3 they, they go back and forth between the rankings, depending on my mood, depending on what I'm listening to, depending on what we're doing. And the Nimrod box set came out and it comes with just like a ton of fucking stuff. A lot of demos, a really, really rad live set from 97 that just has a fuck ton of songs. And it's really funny. And there's a lot of cool banter that Billy Joe, he kind of calls people out and says, you guys are fucking idiots. and That's what really I thought funny. too.
1: I listened it's, to it today.
0: It's really it was, good. There was a lot of good banter. He <laughs> like even makes fun of people saying something about like your parents probably heard of us and now you're coming here and something like that, They're talking about like old people and it's just it's just really, really cute, quirky, funny green day. And Nimrod just shows a band experimenting more with, with songwriting and not mm-hmm. being afraid to uh I don't know, just to be themselves. But um my, my top four Green Days are all are all perfect. Dookie Warning, Insomniac, Nimrod, all perfect albums.
1: All right. Um, yeah, my final thoughts. I I think this is one of the most unique records. Only after warning, they really took a lot of chances. And I really love that. And I do like how this week we both noticed that you know the first half is a completely different record from the second half. Um, and and I just love how they they took the chance and it really fucking worked. There's a lot of great shit on here, a lot of different styles and a a per like I don't want to say a perfect transition, but a really good transition through stylings from insomniac which is super heavy to this which is kind of a hybrid of that and then what is to become on warning where they completely drop like pretty much all the punk stuff and it's just this weird folky polka alt rock kind of punk thing so i don't know it's it's hot oh, dude it i love this record i really have nothing more to say i mean we we talked about it A lot of good stuff about Green Day on this record, and that as well as with the rankings. And and I'm with you where, you know, Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, and Warning are perfect records. Three out of three, beyond bangers too. And much like you, you know, they move all the time. Even Dookie, it's dropped. It's gone up. It's it's all over the place. And right now, Warning is is my two B. You know, I fucking love that record right now. I'm obsessed with it. I kind of wish we would have done that record this week rather than Nimrod, but I mean, Nimrod had to be done. It is pop punk season, which we didn't even talk about really. But Yeah, yeah. knee deep, dude. Knee deep in, in pop punk season. But yeah, Nimrod, perfect three out of three. Nothing bad to say about it at all. Even even the filler songs are bangers. Come on. When does that happen? So um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else on this? On this no, that's it. On this? that's
0: it. That's it. It's all, man. I goddamn down. so much green this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, five stars only. Tell all your friends because we are the best podcasts in the world. And stay tuned because pop punk season continues. That's it. That's all. Let's, let's jump to the next band, Panny, Pannywise. Panny- Pannywise. Pannywise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. I've been doing low bees, high bees, mid tier bees, and you just took but, that and copied it. Which but is fine. Just, it's great. I, I, not gave a big it, deal. I
1: gave it, I gave it
0: a better catchier. Yeah, that's fine. Thing, you know? no, you did great. You did a good job. No, you did great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs>